You're listening to County Live with me, Martin Johnson, over here. Me, Chris Rodway, over here. Chris, good afternoon. We're talking this afternoon on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday in your place of work. In my place of work, so might get some nice ambient. Ambient. I'm, ambient. I'm going to really embarrass you on the way out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm going to do something. Yeah, well, Stop all the panellers on. Just by being here, you're embarrassing <laughs> me. I'm lowering the tone. <laughs> but, um, Chris, absolutely fantastic win on Saturday. Yeah, well, two on the spin, back-to-back wins in the National League, Tuesday and Saturday. Frank Mulhern off the mark, Elliot Osborne scoring one of the best goals we're going to see all season. Grit and determination, overcoming different styles of team. People ask us, are we always asking the right questions? At the minute, we don't need to ask anything, really, because it's it's working out fine. Yeah, absolutely. And and just pick up on what you said there about different styles of play. Um Obviously, Eastley was something different to what the side had faced this year. What, what, what was it about them that, that required that grit and determination? Well, Eastley in particular, I mean, we, we know that non-league football in general, certainly the conference where a lot of teams, you know, they can smell the football league, they just want to get back in there. And um, so they go, for, they go for power, they go for big, strong units, and that's often the case in, in this league. Eastley typify that. John Kieran often referring to teams as uh, to to Eastleigh as being in the land of the giants. And he's not far wrong, really. Um, County massively dwarfed by a much different um, proposition to Barrow, who we played midweek. Who I heard a lot of people say Barrow were a streetwise team. They got the ball down, moved it around well, managed the gameplay well, and County came through both of those tasks. Now, if you look at the games before that, Yeovil and Notts County, even to an extent Maidenhead, if County had taken their chances, they could have turned that loss into a point, that point into three, and already were, I mean, it's it's far too early to be saying how this will compare to the final league table, but we're up there in the top ten, knocking on the door of the playoffs, one place outside it, and okay, it's early days, no one's going to take it too seriously, but it shows that they're not struggling. You look at the other promoted side, Chorley, and you know, they're second bottom. <laughs> you know, and again, they could turn it round. They could very well finish above us. There's a long way to go. But talk about a strong start. Jim Gannon will be delighted with what he's seen. They've they've overcome probably the biggest physical strongest team they're going to uh, in Yeov- in um, in Eastleigh, and um, they've they've they've, they've passed that test with flying colours. And if they can get through Eastleigh, then who who can't they get through? Yeah, and I suppose strong starts have not been a feature of the last few seasons uh, on the Jim Gannon sides and I think that's partly because you're always you know, at this level you always get somebody you know, you get a decent striker, get them robbed off you, that's what happens at this league so it requires you know, something else, something quite significant to then go and kind of not necessarily rebuild the side but look at what you're doing so and, it, and it's traditionally taken a few games, you know, taking the start of the season to do that and then kick on after January is what, the, what his team really does. So 
this, as you said, is, is a real big bonus for this side to be where they are at this stage of the season. It became almost county cliche, didn't it, to say that uh, Jim Gannon teams don't do anything before Christmas, they kick on after Christmas, that's, that's when it happens. And, you know, history would say that's not far wrong. But what he's done this year, you know, his biggest bit of transfer business was keeping the, the, the crop together. You know, he lost Matty Warburton, but if we're being honest about things, Matty was a great character around the dressing room, certainly chipped in with his share of goals, but even he wasn't a first-team nailed-on regular. Elliot Osborne had that number 10 shirt for large spells of last season. You know, um, this season we've got Adam Thomas and Jake Kirby to also vie for it. Also the new lad, um, Alex Currens. So... Yes, Matty's a loss, but it, it's not a it's not a complete overhaul of the squad. It's one man, and then a left back. And Jim Gannon has made the point of very clearly stating he thinks the new left back is better than the old left back. So the rest of the team is is as you were. They, there is no need for gelling. There is no need for um, getting to know one another and team bonding exercises and all that. They came back early to get the fitness up. It's showing off early. Jim has mentioned that there's going to be a few new faces throughout the course of the season. You'd expect that, but as I understand it, there's nothing imminent. And why would there need to be? We're, we're doing the business and we're outplaying teams, which is what Jim Gannon teams do so well. Yeah, and, and one final point before we hear your interview with Jim. Um, in terms of outplaying teams, you always hear the coaching staff, you always hear the defence uh, say this, but the clean sheet is just as important as those two goals. Dead right. I mean, the one thing that will have been niggling at Jim for the first four games of the season was that we didn't have that clean sheet. You know, we'd shown the grit and determination to turn losses into draws, draws into wins. We'd shown that we could outfight teams, outplay teams. We'd shown that we could hang with teams. Uh, and if we're being honest, I don't think many people expected us to get a clean sheet against Eastleigh. Let's not forget, they were in the playoffs last season, only knocked out by the team who won the playoffs on penalties. So, you know, they can hang. <laughs> they can hang with the top end of this division. And if I'm honest, I expected easily big physical team who could get around the pitch well, who could play football. You expect them to get a goal. And they didn't. And that was pure credit to Ash Palmer, who was immense on Saturday. Utterly immense. Um, to Jordan Keane, who, for me, has come on leaps and bounds. Um, I still think there's a bit of work to do with his distribution, but as a centre-half, he looks so comfortable there. Um, the two fullbacks, as Jim mentioned, and Dan Cowan, Ben Jackson, Sam Minahan, all playing the part. But for me, it was Ben Hinchliff at the weekend. He was the difference. He was there when he needed to be. Didn't have an awful lot to do, but when the shots came in, he was there. He probably should have give, should have been given man of the match, if, if we're honest. But he's got that formation, that, that, that core group of players, if you like. The Keane, the Palmer, the Hinchliff. You know, in front of them, he's got Turnbull, who all know each other inside out now. And that's probably why the clean sheets will now start to come more frequently. So a word just popped into my head and that's trajectories. You think from an Eastleigh point of view, yeah, it, again, it's such a great result because they're on a football league trajectory. That's kind of, you know, you say they could have been there last year, they were, they, you know, a penalty away from that. So, you know, it's a great win. But also traje trajectories, <clears throat> if I can even say it, we were sat here, you know, sat here in this position last year and we were looking at Ash Palmer saying, this kid's got something. But you know, we weren't such certain, were we, at early days, whether, you know, he was really going to be that leader, that man mm. to, you know, really lead the defence, but he has really shown that he is capable of that. He is. He's he's certainly stepping up to the plate. When when we first signed him, if I'm honest, I wasn't sure. 
Um, and I think he said the same actually towards the end of last season. He didn't think he had the best of starts. And for what it's worth, I do still think he every now and again he's guilty of misjudging a bounce here or there or not turning quick enough. But he's a guy who's learning. And you can see that he's growing, and that's typical of Jim Gannon players. So his trajectory is certainly on the up, as is the, the crop of players around him. And as a result of that, the whole side trajectory is, is on the up as well. Um, so happy days. I like the word trajectory. Put an, it put a word in my mind. Algebra. Don't know how I can get that into this conversation. <laughs> no, I think we'll leave that there and we'll <laughs> listen to Chris's interview with Jim. Jim, Thursday evening, just been speaking off air. A lot of positivity at the moment. Good win at the weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of positivity to take from some of our earlier games, but um, obviously the last two games there's been wins, uh, there's been good goals, um, clean sheet on Saturday. So really, really pleased because um, the, what I'd seen is sort of growing, has um, not only been maintained, but built, built upon. So really, really pleased, you know, six points in the last two games, two really positive performances. That's going to be really important because we're coming into a, a tough period of games now. Um, not just the the fact that it's, uh, this weekend brings our our sixth and seventh game in twenty three days, but we're playing Harrogate, uh, Chesterfield, uh, Wrexham, Fylde, all supposedly big hitters who will be pushing for promotion. Certainly, some tricky games to come. It could be argued you've had quite the tricky opening, but you must have been delighted to see the clean sheet on the board at the weekend. Yeah, really pleased. Um, because uh, some of the goals we've considered being a little bit disappointing. Um, I don't mind if a team puts you under huge pressure and, and, and looks for cracks and creates cracks and or, or or play with some sublime quality or stunning strikes. But um, some of our goals have been a little bit our fault rather than the opposition. Um, but that's the nature of football anyway. But really pleased. Um, I felt that if we kept a clean sheet against Eastley, we'd win the game because I always felt that we'd, we'd score goals on the, on the basis of what we'd done in the previous um, four games. I felt that we're creating opportunities and um, we look like lads now will find a bit of confidence and have got a goal on them. So a clean sheet was going to be really important uh, against Eastley and once we had that, I think it looked like we were always going to go on and win the game. Tactically, uh, I'm not sure what you went through with the players before the game, but... We saw Easley showing up on Saturday and they're a team of, of units. They're a big, big, physical, strong team. And by the end of the game, County had completely outplayed them. Was that how you how, how you set out in the day, knowing that Easley are going to be big and strong? We've got to outplay them. Um, not really. Um, there is a, an element of physicality about teams. Um, you know, and that's probably shown in some of the games I've been observing. Um, when the game becomes a little bit a battle, a physical battle, uh, then the bigger, stronger teams are most likely going to come out on top. If you can, especially at this stage of the year when the grass is good and the weather's fine, then really teams should be aspiring to get the ball down and play and make it a football match. And if it comes a football match, then we've got a chance. But I don't think it's as simplistic to say that they're, 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 they've got one dimension or we've got one dimension. I think Barrow showed, I think, uh, for example, against Eastleigh, they went, and matched up, went big and strong and direct and played 3-4-3 three, three and matched up with them and won the game. Um, and then they had to adapt to us because they had to go back to their original 4-2-3-1 against us during the game. Um, and they were kind of like, try to win the game through playing football. So I think the teams that are going to be successful at the end of the season, I think are going to be the teams that can cope with one and play another. 
or be able to adapt. Um, if the game allows you to play, play, and if the game doesn't allow you to play, be big, strong, and make sure you're, um, you, you know, you score your goals somehow. Um, but I think Eastley um, surprised us tactically in that they didn't play three centre backs. Um, they had a fitness test for one of them, and Rita Johnson was out already. Um, but when the lad passed the fitness test, was on the bench. We felt well, maybe they're going to tuck in one of the fullbacks into centre half, and but they they played four two three one. And uh, but as the game went on, they shifted and changed and went a little bit more direct. Played with um, two clear strikers. Um, so it was a game that we had to work really hard on the sideline. We had to keep asking the players to adapt. But I think by and large. Um, we showed our quality in football. We showed our our ability to create openings by by getting the ball down and playing. Um, and like I said, we we were we were able to protect against their physicality, their directness, um, and on set plays. I was really pleased that we didn't look vulnerable. We looked strong and purposeful. Speak about players in in a couple of minutes' time, but the team as a whole, um, the opening few games, whereas County were never seemingly out the depth. Games were never too far away from them. The, the points weren't coming on the board. There was a, a defeat, then a couple of draws, whereas now two wins on the spin. Is there a sense that the, the players are they're, they're adapting to this level? They're, they're finding the feet at this level? I, I think so. Um, I think we, we've shown our quality last year in the National North and there was a lot of good sides in that. And the pre-season was a mixture of those type of sides and the Oldhams. Um, and we've come into this season and perhaps um, realised that it is a better league. There's a, a better quality of player. There's a better quality of athlete. Um, decisions are made quicker. Um, players react. You don't get the same time. You think you've got an empty net and you haven't. You think you've got an opportunity to cross and you haven't. Uh, so everything's got to be a little bit quicker. And I think we've worked on that in training. And the lads have responded to the... They realise they've got to step up. And if they can step up and adapt to this level, then they're going to be better players for the experience they're getting. Um, but definitely a better quality league, and we've. Uh, I'm really pleased that our players have sort of realised that they've got to. Those little bits and pieces have all got to be tidied up and done quicker and faster, and um, we've got to be tactically a little bit more stew, technically a little bit better under pressure. And, and if we just add those little bits to us uh, from this environment, then we're going to become better players and a better team for it. Looking at the players who have contributed so far this season, obviously almost all of them were. Championship winners last season um, in the National North. Clean sheet, it would be remiss not to start with Ben Hinchliffe. I thought he's been such an important player for County already this season, making saves when he, he, other keepers' concentrations may have dipped, having not seen loads of the ball. He's there to make the saves when it counts. And of course, we he found Frank Mulhern, which led to the goal at the weekend. How important has your keeper been so far? I, I think they've all been really important. Um, <clears throat> I think Ben hasn't been overly worked um, you know he's had some fine games last year some great clean sheets were um, but he, he certainly wouldn't be despite his performance I don't think he's been one that we've had to consider for man of the match in any of the games um, whereas some of our opposition their, their man of the match has been their goalkeeper and maidenheads as well I mean some fantastic saves uh, great defending in the box um, but yeah no really pleased I mean we knew Ben uh, we were always Conscious that likes of Ben, Ash Palmer, um, Sam Walker, Paul Turnbull, and even Dan Cowan and the players that had played at this level would step up. The real challenge was going to find whether the younger players who perhaps weren't outstanding at National North level, weren't in the team of the year for the National, whether they could grow 
and get better this year from all the experience they had last year. And that's why we trusted them. And I think we're seeing that with Frank and Elliot and Connor. Um, and so I'm really pleased that, um, that across the pitch, we've got a lot of players who, who, who are probably really enjoying this level, stepping up to the level, looking at players that uh, were good last year. And they're, they're, they're looking like they've got that ability to become great players as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that evolves over the next couple of weeks. You mentioned those players there, telling you uh, off air just a moment ago, we were saying during commentary on Saturday, just before Kenny Boxall read out the man of the match, we were trying to guess who it could be. There were so many contenders. One contender who was up there, who didn't win it in the end, was Adam Thomas, popping up with a load of goals at the moment. Are you surprised by his contribution to goals, or is, is this something you expected? No, no. Um, uh, like I said, you said, it could have, if they'd na- named... Anyone from half a dozen would have all clapped it. Um, I think, I think people appreciate Connor's quick feet and his his vision and his creativity, and it certainly was a plus in the game. And maybe that's the type of player that Eastley are missing since Yates left. Um, but yeah, so it was a well deserved um, reward for himself. But Elliot Osborne and Adam Thomas, um, you know, again goals. Really pleased for Adam. I think. Um, we're having tactically been challenged this year a lot more uh, by teams that are playing three four one twos, three five twos, three four threes. So, um, and previously um, we uh, we were quite strong last year. We stuck with our shape, especially at home against the likes of Chorley. But there wasn't too many teams at that level that played that system. They they all tended to adapt to us. Um, but previous years we'd used Danny Lloyd um, and pushed him up when we needed to change shape. And then Adam Thomas became the wing-back and Scott Luxby pushed in and become a wing-back. And the more goals came from the left side with Danny Lloyd and Darren Stevenson was brought in to play a similar role for us when he was pushed up alongside Jason Oswald with Warby in behind. And I think this time round, because of the presence of um, Ben Jackson and Dan Cowan and Sam Minahan, we've been able to roll round the other way and let Adam Thomas be the one that plays higher and closer to Frank. And I think we've seen in the last three games the, the rewards for that. Um, again, the service from midfield has been excellent. I mean, the, the type of passes that Connor and Elliot providing uh, have been excellent. Uh, but really pleased for Adam. Um, I think he he sort of looked, he was one of them that looked a bit tentative coming into the season. Looked like he needed to find his feet and uh, find his confidence. And I think the goals are certainly energised and been given that. And it's uh, become a key player for us. I mean... Um, there's players out there that we're looking at, um, perhaps to add to the squad, and they've they've not even got that many goals in 15 matches, and Adams already got a, a very good tally, three and three, and uh, long may it continue. Um, but there's goals in those guys in around the front line, and there's good support and assist from the side players, and the way that we're tactically set up, uh, we look pretty rock solid with Dan Ash, Keno, Paul Turnbull, and Sam Walker when he's playing. We look. A very robust side. So at the moment, um, the balance is good and really pleased for the contribution of players like um, Connor and Elliot and Adam. They're uh, really working hard and, and making us look like a team that doesn't really have a shape but has a way of finding gaps and scoring goals. Talking about uh, contributions and goals, in particular Elliot Osborne, that was some strike at the weekend, wasn't it? Well, I think we're all still a bit gobsmacked. Um, why? Would somebody would even try it? Um, but that it's an outrageous effort and um, sensational goal. And I think, I think most people going away um, 
would tip your hat and think it's going to be one of the best goals they've ever seen in terms of just um, deciding to do that, the improvisation. Nobody's seen it coming. Um, and the execution and the quality and accuracy were so good that the goalkeeper wasn't the only one that was gobsmacked by it. So, um, less than that. So, uh, brilliant goal. Um, and it just goes to show you that um, uh, the quality that some of our players have. And, uh, and you know, like I said, I can't take any credit for that. I just put them on the pitch. And if they can pull out stuff like that, then more power to them. But I've been really, really pleased with Elliot's contribution, the way he's slotted in alongside Paul, but he's breaking forward alongside Connor. He's getting down the sides of centre-halves. He's getting amongst midfielders. Uh, so already he's looked a goal threat, but... To, to cap off that performance on Saturday with that, that goal just really put the ice on the cake what was a really pleasing day Harrogate then the weekend it's a it's a tough game one to go away to it's a plastic pitch something to get used to but last season County went there in the cup and put on one of the performances of the season is there anything we can learn from that game is it going to be a completely different encounter now we're on the same um, level pegging field if you like what, what can we learn from that what do we know about the game on Saturday I think that sort of game gave us great confidence that if we got promoted, we could cope at the next level. Um, I think Harrogate haven't changed dramatically. They've had a couple of forced changes, you know, um, left centre-back holes coming from Brackley and they've made a couple of other changes, but it paid a few quid for a, a Keenan down the right. Um, so they've added um, and they're trying to find that next level of performance. Um I think when we played them last year, they changed shape from a 4-4-2 to a 4-3-3 and they were starting to get good results with that and score goals. Um, so that was a different challenge. I think this season they started off with very much a 4-4-2 with Beckham Muldoon playing up front with Keenan and easily either side of a, a midfield. Um, and I thought they were quite impressive uh, in terms of result and the way they, they managed the game at Barrow because obviously I'd studied Barrow for that game and uh, Harrogate won 3-0 at Barrow, which is on any any given Tuesday or Saturday a really good result. And really, really surprised then to see them lose the last three and concede so many goals. So um, it's not for us to fully assess what their their issues are, but I think suffice to say that they've in Beck and Muldoon they've got a threat, a player that can get them up the pitch. In Leesley's... Um, Execution from set plays, they'll, they'll score goals. I think the majority of their goals have been from set plays. Um, the three against Barrow, the one there was one on Saturday, um, and another goal. So they they at this level that that direct play and that set plays is always something that you're going to have to manage and handle. Um, but for us, we last year we we played our shape. We played a mixture of sort of good positive football some direct stuff, some pressing and counter attacking. So if we go about our business, then We'll have chances. Um, but it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how the game shapes up and whether uh, Simon will try to to change what they're doing in terms of finding a solution for the issues they have. But from our perspective, um, um, although they're on a bad run, we have to be very, very careful at home. They'd be so determined now to get back in in the mix and get back to winning ways and get back to to you know stop this little losing rot. But from our perspective, it's a, a game we're looking forward to. I think last year when we played them, we'd been on Astro, I think, every session for three months. And this time round, we've been on grass. But thankfully, for, due to the um, the help of Seashell Trust over at Stan near Stanley Park uh, in Hill Green, uh, we were able to train on Astro uh, tonight and um, get a real feel of that quicker, faster tempo type of football. And um, But our players are used to Astro. And I think... 
if you like, the effect that that pitch had on results for Harrogate, I think, has worn off a little bit now. I think when they first put it in, it certainly gave them an advantage and it was shown in their, their results at home. And I think it's sort of balanced out a little bit now. But um, no, it's still going to be an extremely tough game. And when you think you've got to play a very determined side in Harrogate on a Saturday and then Chesterfield on a Monday, um, you know, to cap off what's already been a very demanding month. Um, but it'd be great if we can get some positive results um, and finish this month in a strong position where we can look upwards with confidence and um, dust ourselves down and head into another month where we feel that we're, we've equipped ourselves well. So big game on Saturday because uh, we want to keep going this run and um, I think the, the shape the lads are in the confidence they're playing with and there's every reason we should be going there uh, looking to give a good account of ourselves and try and come away with maximum points well, Just finally then Jim going into the big weekend physically how, <clears throat> how are County looking anything anything giving you concern or are we okay? No no we, we I, I thought some of our lads looked really tired on Saturday um, you know Frank in particular had to be withdrawn with, with fatigue and um, Ben Jackson's a young lad. He's only, you know, it's a high level of football. I think Adam Thomas and Elliot have been doing the job of two men, so they're feeling the strain. But they recover brilliantly, and they're, they're, they're great athletes and really look after them. Great professionals as well. So everybody's fit. Uh, really pleasing this week uh, to see Sam Walker. We've obviously got um, fortunately because the the, the the relationship had on the medical department, we were able to get a scan quite quickly, and that determined that it wasn't. Um, a muscle tear and it wasn't a hernia and it was only inflammation unfortunately the um the anti-inflammatories that we use and a little bit of management uh sam's fit so that's a great boost to have him back in the squad mm. um it's very hard to change the team that performed so well last saturday but we know that uh we're only a, a an overstretch or a little bit a knock from being one player around to have, I mean, Festus has done brilliant stepping into that kind of breach of holding mid when we needed maybe just one more player with a bit of presence in midfield. But it's nice to have Sam Walker back in the mix and the squad's looking really healthy. And then I'm really pleased at the way that I've been patient and I've been strong in sticking with these players. And I think um, that trust has been well rewarded with the way they're going about their business. So I'm delighted we've got the same strength for squad going into Saturday. And um, it'll be challenged over these two games. And I'm sure that they'll be challenged to the to the limit over the, the coming months. But for the moment, we're um, we're pleased with what we've done so far. And we're looking to build upon that. And uh, everybody's in great shape physically and mentally going into the game. Just very quickly on Festus. He came on at the weekend uh, for his, his second uh, substitute appearance. He looks like a kid just embracing everything and loving being part of it. Well, he's, you know, these are these are the type of players that come out of clubs and can get lost in the game. I mean, fair play to Alan Lord. He brought him in at Stockport Town and gave him some football, and the lads relished every opportunity. He's a top lad, nice kid, very respectful, very professional, and he's been so determined this season to seize the opportunity. He's looked at the squad and said, "It's not huge." Uh, he's not a million miles away from playing. He's had his opportunities in pre-season. Um, loved the, the minutes he got at Oldham. Um, and he knows he's only one injury away from, from starting and playing games. And um, But it was nice for him to get on on Saturday and uh, um, and the fans, the fans have taken to him brilliantly. I don't know if that's from the uh, ceremony <laughs> at the end of the season when they all showed displayed their personality, but he's a, he's a great lad, um, 
physically in great condition, really determined to be a success this year. And uh, it's a type of player that's his enthusiasm and, and the way he's going about his business is infectious. And um, delighted to have him amongst the players, and he's earned his opportunity to play. Um, you know, it's it's great to go from Stockport Town to Stockport County in the National League. You know, within six months so credit to the lad for the way that he's gone about his business so hopefully um he keeps doing what he's doing and um you know keeps earning those opportunities to play and um he's one of those players that we would love to get in the right position next season but he's certainly building the experience this year and um all power to him jim as ever we're right behind you it's a big weekend all the very best thanks so, much. so chris uh let's look forward to saturday then yeah harrogate good food <laughs> always yeah well known for the food but you know one of the, the teams that you would probably say the county had been jealous of in the last few seasons in terms of you know if county had been given the kind of money and the boost that they've had you know where would county be now so always you know always a, a difficult game against them it'll it'll ruffle, ruffle a few feathers hearing that but if if we're honest yeah um you know you look at Harrogate being one of a number of teams Salford, Fylde, you look back even further Crawley, Fleetwood, they just have this injection of cash, they're well managed and all of a sudden they're, they're climbing up the leagues at the same rate of knots that County fell through them a few years back so um, yeah we know there's going to be a tough game, we know they've got the artificial pitch so it's something to get used to at the moment while it's still summertime hours, County are not practising on a plastic pitch but, um, so we have to kind of deal with the differences in, in atmosphere there and in environment but County adapted really well to it last year we saw when we were at the level below and Harrogate another team who were in the playoffs they were in and around there last season for the national and County put them to the sword in the same fashion that we've seen them, them do to Eastleigh the same fashion that albeit we didn't get the three points but Notts County and Yeovil this season where we've taken that first half to kind of figure the game out who they are who we're up against what the weaknesses are second half We've turned it up to 11, gone at them and outplayed them. You know, it's, with all due respect to Harrogate, it's hard to see anything different happening this weekend. Um, they've changed around a little bit. They've got John Stead in their ranks now, who's the one of the bigger names of the division. So he's got a lot of experience in in their ranks. But you look at Frank Mulhern; he's now off the off the, off the off the mark with goals. You look at Elliot Osborne; his confidence. Why would it not be sky high? He's just scored an absolute worldie. Uh, at the Does week. he get Player of the Week just for that? No, I think we're going to give that to Ben Hinchliffe. We'll go. We'll go. We'll, we'll go to Player of the Week in a few because. I think he deserves a huge okay. part on the back bench as well. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. Finish what you're saying. Um, uh, Adam Thomas is a, a man amongst the goals at the minute. You know his his goal per game ratio isn't going to last all season, but you just fancy him every game at the minute to get in the box and get a goal or make something happen. So the team's pretty much picking itself with Sam Walker still out and with the the, the players playing really well. Connor DeMeo's coming to the squad and he's not giving up the shirt. I, I I can't see any reason why not to stick with a county win this week. So, go back a step. Then who you know you pick Ben as your player of the week. Um, tell us why. He, uh, ultimately, he has marshaled the defence to um, the first clean sheet of the season. Um, I remember a couple of years ago uh, we had Michael Clark and Chris Smalling centre half. And I was nervous and I was worried because Michael Clark was a centre-forward by trade who Jim had kind of moulded at Northwich into a centre-half and he played at a lower level. Chris Smalley had played at a lower level. So these were two players who we'd had to bring up from the level below. 
uh, and I was I was a bit concerned and I was a bit worried and it turned out that we had the best defence in the in the league that that season and a lot a lot of credit went to the manager as you would expect but for me it was well what has made them that strong what has made them that kind of partnership and it's the guy behind them he's the guy pulling the strings he's the guy who is organising that defence who's you know you talk about should a shot stopper is there a difference between a commander and a shot stopper or whatever and it's always the the argument in the Prem when you look at De Gea and Alisson and all all the others but I think Ben Hinchliffe is a guy who can bring a defence together and yes credit goes to the guys in front of them Paul Turnbull in particular you look at the guys themselves Ash Palmer and Jordan Keane yes they're learning and they're doing but you can only learn if the if the tools around you are there uh, and for me those tools are Paul Turnbull and Ben Hinchliffe and Ben Hinchliffe has been the guy who he's not always had loads to do but he's made some impeccable saves uh, his ball to uh, Frank Mulhern for that first goal at the weekend was on a postage stamp which is something that we know Jim Gannon's been working with him so we don't give him enough love uh, in comparison to the likes of Ash Palmer, Paul Turnbull, Jordan Keane uh, and further up the pitch. So for me, player of the week this week is Ben Hinchliffe. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the way football as is going now and, you know, Jim's seen that. You know, you don't have a back four and a one anymore, you have a back five. And, you know, obviously it's m- the further you mo- move down the chain, the more difficult it is because you have less time with players. You don't, you know, but clearly, as you said, Jim's had a look at that. And it's not just about distribution, it is about marshalling. And it's about being fit and ready and concentrating when you may not have touched the ball for 20 minutes. You know, it's, it's, that, it's all those things. And, yeah, at the moment, Ben is completely on it. Yeah, um, play of the week, well earned. And so who's, who are you going to be watching against Harrogate? Who are you going to be keeping an eye on? Adam Thomas is the only man you can not take your eye off at the moment he seems to be everywhere you know you think of the Alan Partridge jokes he, he must have a foot like attraction well he must have an engine like a Formula 1 car I don't really follow Formula 1 but assuming they can drive all day because he's back defending he gets up forward he transitions play really well as in he takes the ball from his own back line carries it forward he can run wide and cross it he can run direct and have a shot or make a chance he's you know he's not just had four shots over these four games and they've turned into four goals he's had shots that have been well saved shots that have just gone wide shots that have deflected he's he's all of a sudden he's playing that supporting striker role that that we've been asking of him for so long he, we know he can do the winger's job he can take his man on he can get across it he wins a lot of corners and then Sam Walker takes a corner to Ash Palmer and that was almost like the drill give it Adam win a corner and then we'll score from that whereas now he's being more direct rather than going outside he's cutting inside and asking questions of the centre halves because he knows he's got the pace on them he knows he's got that stamina in his locker he knows he's got that that engine so you can't take your eye off Adam Thomas at the moment um, the goal per game thing won't well, probably just jinxed him he probably won't score this weekend now but he's a man in absolute form and yes you could say it should be Elliot for that goal or yes it should be Ash Palmer and Jordan Keane or whoever but for me Adam Thomas is ripping up trees at the minute uh, and he's the only man to watch here's a question for you to close on what's the worst sport because I would Ooh. say maybe Formula 1 or golf for me well I tried playing golf when I was in Portugal last week well that's the place to um, do it apparently yeah and uh, I nearly um I nearly took my head off the caddy uh, because I'm not a golfer and um, I just spanned the ball and it nearly hit him. 
Uh, the worst sport? That's a very good question. You see, I'm not a massive cricket fan. Right, okay. I wish I was. I wish but I was, but I just can't get into it. Get involved on Twitter. Let's, let us know what you think is the worst sport. At live SCFC. Should we do the Who's the Cheetland Hero? Let's do the... Uh, the Who's the Hatter? Forgot, who's the Hatter? You, forgot <laughs> you nearly forgot it then. <laughs> <laughs> you nearly forgot So, yeah, who who oh, the Hatter so, this so, week? So, so you get three clues. See if you can get it from the first clue. Well, a lot of people got the last one. They did. And they said they got it from the first clue because I said he was from yeah, Birmingham. because he was a... Brum- well, I suppose they got it because he was a kind of overt Brummie, wasn't he? It was always came across when he spoke. So, yeah. you know, he had the accent. So maybe that's how they got it. Yeah. Um, maybe but we should cheat and go Maybe. <laughs> fair play to everybody who got it in the first clue last week. See if you can get... We've got three clues this time. Who's the hatter? Well, this one is from Salisbury. 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 You know Salisbury. that place with the big spire and yeah, uh, political reasons that we won't talk about <laughs> uh, the last 18 Sol- months or so. Salisbury Plain. Um, yeah, so Sal- he's from Salisbury. Um, he, let me see. His middle name is Stuart. There's your second clue. And he's 43 years of age. Absolutely. Three really hard clues there. Yeah, but if yeah. you know of a football player from Salisbury, born around 1976, uh, and uh, his middle name is Stuart, then you will know probably who I'm talking about, especially if he played for Stockport County. Who's the Hatter? We'll let you know. So, um, so, yeah, so just confirm who the first one was. It was Kevin Francis. It was indeed Kevin Francis. The brilliant Kevin Francis uh, we'll leave you this week with a bit more no contact Ridgeway Chris thanks cheers putting that on a colour chart you'd have to say I'm going to say wet pebble grey <laughs>